Panthers Center broadcast booth. It is Canton High School. What sport is it here tonight on the hardwood court floor? No, it is not basketball. It's high school wrestling. Yes, we're on the road with your OFA Blue Devils as soon enough. They take on the Canton Bears. And while wrestling is not my forte, so we bring in whose forte it is an ex-state or champion, Section 3, Randy Morrison. How you doing? Good. I'm glad to be out here calling another match. It's great to uh, let our listeners at home, at least if they can't come and watch it, hear the action. And uh, looking forward to a uh, NAC matchup with the Augsburg Blue Devils and the Canton Golden Bears. Well, in order to kind of leapfrog us into this season, we kind of got to look back at last season a little bit, in part because the OFA Blue Devils, they've lost some big wrestlers off of last year's team going into this year. They don't have a lot of guys. They're young. They kind of a lot of times start from behind right at the beginning. Oh, absolutely. Their leaders, Christian Richardson and uh, Robert's boy, they're you know, the guys that they're looking up to, and uh, hopefully the young kids can come along. Like you said, great coaching staff. They have a good peewee program coming along with Brent Ryder, who was a former state champ and Division One wrestler at uh, Virginia Tech. So some of that will start rubbing off and make them a nice competitive team. And then on the other side of the mat, the Canton Golden Bears, they're still fairly young. Gavin Thornton, who leads that crew, Section 10 champ last year, and uh, – should be should be an interesting matchup with you know the experience level of both kids so or both teams excuse me but uh, looking forward to it. Now we're obviously here in part for the Blue Devils but also the Canton Bears. You know the head coach very well. How is your son actually looking yeah. into this season and what maybe what are his goals for this season? Well, obviously to improve upon last year, he uh, you know he had Mitch Clark come back into the room over Thanksgiving break and. Mitch was impressed that the kids understood, you know, the body positioning and some of the lingo and what was supposed to happen. And, uh, you know, it's easy to come in or bring someone in for them to get something out of it. So that wasn't totally over their head. And some of the stuff that Dylan teaches, he references back to some of the, some of the lingo, so to speak, that Mitch would use. So when he came in, you know, they were kind of already, you know, acclimated to it, so to speak. So, but yeah, he, uh, he just wants the kids to improve every day. Unfortunately, he's had some kids either quit or, and uh, which he doesn't like to see. You know, he had a pretty good lineup this weekend at a dual meet tournament. Now he has some kids that are missing. So he said it'll be a pretty interesting matchup. There'll be some forfeits tonight, which is unfortunate, but uh, there should be some good matchups with some you know young kids and kind of see where they are, see where they are at this point in the season. And, try to get him to improve, you know, leading up to the Section 10 tournament alone come February. Well, you talk about kids quitting and not a lot of guys at times, and that makes it tough both for the OFA Blue Devils and the Canton Bears because you've got good guys out there, but they don't have anybody to wrestle during practice during the week, and it's tough to get them, as you would call, in game shape or match shape, you oh, know? Absolutely. Unlike some other sports, not to knock on any other sports, but you're in football or you're in basketball and, you know, there may only be five guys out there drilling or playing at one time. The other guys are sitting on the bench. Well, you're at practice and wrestling. Everyone's doing something the whole practice. You know, there's not a lot of breaks. You know, when you get out there, six minutes doesn't sound like a very long time, but you've never wrestled before and you go out there for six minutes, you know, you think climbing up the stairs is going to make you huff and puff. Well, guess what? Yeah, so 
It's a it's a grueling sport, you know. It takes a certain kind of kid, kind of like one that either you like it or you hate it because it's hard to go to practice every single day just to go through the motion because somebody wants you to or you think it's cool to hang out, especially if you're not putting forth, you know, your full effort because it's easy to get hurt. And uh, unfortunately, it's like that in a lot of sports where if you're going through the motions, you're not prepared, an injury is going to pop up and, you know, your season's done and it could be something that carries on for the rest of your life depending on how serious the injury is. So, Well, I think wrestling is a sport you can knock on other sports. I remember playing as a kid the game of hockey and the wrestlers be running around the rink and some of the hockey kids making fun of them. And I'll tell you what, they work harder than anybody else out there. And the one thing is, like, when I think about the game of hockey, right, maybe I don't back check, but you know what? There's four other guys out there, and maybe it's not me, but when it's wrestling, it's mano to mano, and you got the will to want it in that ring because you're, you're getting hurt. You're in pain. Holy cow, the guy's on top of you. You're sweating. I mean, it's the last minute of the match maybe, and you just got to gut it out. Hey, you have a 30-foot circle out there. There's two people wrestling. The only other person on the mat is the official. So you have fans on both sides, some cheering for you, some cheering against you. You're trying to focus in on your coach, focus in on what your game plan is. And, you know, you can have a great game plan until the other guy grabs a hold of you and things go, it's kind of like Mike Tyson says, they got a plan so you get punched in the face, right? So same thing applies to this sport. And, uh, you know, I've been involved with it for, well, more more than I can count. So you start out in fourth grade, and I'll be 25 next next week. So, but uh, <laughs> double that up a little bit. So I've been into wrestling, whether it's coaching, wrestling, um, helping out. It uh, it's something that just gets in your blood. It's kind of hard to walk away from. Or, you know, first couple of years I did step down. I was watching every match I could watch on flow, and still going to the other matches. But it's that every night going to practice helping other kids improve and uh you know continuing a great tradition where we were at you know and when i was in high school we had a great tradition too so kind of build off what your coach is you know some of that stuff you know stays with you for a long time and you know a good work work ethic doesn't matter what sport if you have a great work ethic you know good things will come after you get out they'll say what'd you do when you're in high school for a sport some people say i wrestle you're hired you know versus another guy who never competed in it And now the Canton Bears, their turn to come out on the mat, and they get the round of applause from their fans. We talked about the Canton Bears and a little bit their goals for the season. It's early, but the Blue Devils, you know, you're around wrestling a lot, Randy, as you mentioned. These, they don't have a lot of guys. They don't have a lot of senior leadership, a matter of fact. I mean, what are your goals? What are your mentality if you're the head coaches of the Blue Devils early in the season and looking forward? Well, again, you want to improve each time you go out there, and a lot of the improvement happens in the wrestling room. And then, you know, just like going to the classroom, you take notes, you work on whatever you do in the classroom, but you get on the mat, that's your test. Okay, what do we got to work on now? You might spend the whole season on, you know, basic things, and that's what will win a match. You'll see some fancy stuff, but those kids that are wrestling – you know, year round, and uh, but uh, I think the Blue Devils, you know, they do have a a group of kids that are pretty tough. You know, you have Adam Cullen, who's a he's a veteran as young as he is, and I mentioned Zach Roberts and Tristan Richardson. So the other kids, I'm pretty, I know they look up to them, and you know, it's uh, they they will set the tone. Like I said, we'll start out with a couple forfeits just based up 
Howie starts tonight at 195. But uh, once they get into the meat of it, it could be pretty even until they get to the heart of their lineup. So I think Cannell has to have a pretty good lead. And, you know, they will with the forfeits, but as soon as the head-to-head matches, those are the ones they'll have to win. And then the same with Augensburg. They're the ones that, you know, maybe they can help those three that are their hammer, so to speak. But they, the most they can score is 18 points. They need the rest of their team to help out. And that's the next thing I wanted to kind of get to in our more Bacchus and Sons pregame show. And we very well may go from start to finish here tonight and not take a commercial break. Canton High School, boys high school wrestling, Chris Spicer along with Randy Morrison. If you're the Blue Devils, and let's ask you, you're a wrestler, no disrespect to the Blue Devils, no disrespect to the Canton Bears. Do the OFA Blue Devils on the road tonight have a chance to win this match? Well, unfortunately, I think they may be giving up too many forfeits at the heavier weight. So, you know, if they can win the matches that they wrestle, then they have a chance. If not, it's going to be a, you know, they may not come out with a W, unfortunately, for them. You know, like I said, they all started November 5th, same as Canton, so they've been practicing. They've had the same amount of opportunities to get – know better within the last month so it'll uh they just have to win the matches that they have the head-to-head matches with unfortunately like i said the forfeits may hurt them you know there's a couple right off the bat at 220 and 285 so they're going to be in the hole 12-0 before they even step on the mat unfortunately you know it, really wrestling is unique in itself and unlike any sport and that's a way that it's unlike any sport. You don't start a football game down 12 nothing. You don't start down a hockey game 3 to nothing. Yeah. And if you couple forfeits early, like you said, those are some lost points. It sounds like not only do the Blue Devils need the matches to be won by the kids that we expect to win, perhaps, but also the kids that aren't expected to win tonight. Got to kind of be, not. I don't want to say a miracle, but pull off some big upsets. Well, that's the thing. It's, we like to call it in our business, so to speak, you, you got to get bonus points. If you win a match by seven or more points, you're only going to score three points for your team. You go eight points to 14, you're going to score four points for your team. If you get a technical foul but win by a 15-point margin, you're going to get five points for your team. But if you can pin somebody, if you have that opportunity, then you're going to get those six points that are going to make up for the forfeit to start out with. So you have to take care take advantage of every opportunity. If you have a guy on his back, you can't let him off. That, you know, we can't... It doesn't matter if I'm Bill Mitchell or Dylan Morrison, you can't stress that enough to your wrestlers. So. But uh, that's going to be the big thing. Bonus points. Winning matches is one thing, but you have to win with a lot more team points to put on the board for you. Now, as mentioned earlier in our more Bags and Sons pregame show, we don't often do wrestling a couple times a year and then the Section 10 championships. So the listeners might not be quite sure of the rules. Could you just kind of explain them to them, Randy? How many periods, how many minutes of periods, and how the points are assessed yeah. in the matches? So, well, you know, with the gentlemen like part of the sport that it is, got the national anthem right now, so we'll... Uh... Yeah, we will take a break, actually, our only break, and then be back. Let Randy discuss that next here on the North Country Sports Authority. Now is the time to check out the last of our remaining 2018s at Mort Backus & Sons. We've got just a few 2018 models left, all with great values in rebates and financing options. If you're in the market for a Malibu, Silverado, or Buick, we invite you to stop by and see us on Route 68 and visit with one of our friendly professional salespeople about our 2018 models. As always, you can check us out online at mortbacchus.com too. Find new roads with Mort Backus & Sons. 
where we've been taking care of the North Country for over 60 years. Each day the tobacco industry loses 1,200 loyal customers and they want me. 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 My friends. My cousin. My brother. My sister. All of us. To be the replacements. Doesn't that make you mad? So stand up. Get involved. Be heard. Fight back. Join Reality Check. Join Reality Check. Join Reality Check. Join Reality Check. If you want to be a part of the movement in your area, it's easy. Complete an online application at svpc.net. The hurry up! Chilly! No hot water left shower! Not fun! So when your old water heater is leaking, sediments are built up, not putting out the hot water the way it used to, then it's time for a Bradford white water heater. All the hot water you want for laundry dishes and for long hot showers. Whether you need a gas, electric, or tankless one, for the house or commercial use, have your contractor get you a Bradford white water heater at Potsdam Plum. Plumbing Supply, Governor Plumbing Supply, Messina Plumbing Supply, or Holland Pump in Ogdensburg. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. Just like that, I welcome you back inside the Richard Winter Cancer Center broadcast booth. Christopher Spicer, we've clicked our heels three times. We have landed at Canton Central School Boys High School Wrestling, your Blue Devils on the road to take on the Canton Bears. The OFA Blue Devils started their season against Governor. Governor put it to them pretty good. Your Blue Devils come into this 0-1. The starting matchups here getting announced. I'm alongside state champion. I said ex-state champion. You're always a state champion. I said that earlier. Randy Morrison, thank you, Randy, for joining me. And, and quickly, please, break down the rules as we get into the matches. And I, started earlier, as grueling of a sport it is, as gentlemen, we start each match with a handshake with our opponent, and then uh, we have three periods, two-minute periods. Again, um, start the first period neutral. Both guys are on their feet, shake hands. They each try to take each other down, and then from there, work for a pinfall or score as many points as they can at that point. So if we do get a takedown, which is worth two points, then the other opponent has the opportunity to get a reversal, which is worth two, or an escape, which is one point. And then, again, they get the escape, and they try to take each other down again. The second period will start. Again, two-minute period. One team will have choice, and they have an opportunity to take top, bottom, neutral, or they can defer and then have that choice in the third period if they so choose. So a lot of times they'll look for their coaches for some, you know, recommendations. You know, if they're really putting it to them, they'll say, okay, take top. we got to have a pin. Yeah. And then the third period, the gentleman that deferred, he will then have a choice. And, again, he can choose top, bottom, or neutral to uh, round out the third period. In the event that we're tied after the first six minutes, we will go to a one-minute overtime. And then, and right now we're going to go to the NAS Anthem and be back next year on the North Country Sports Authority. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Come home straight after school. Okay. Love you. Bye. As a parent, you want to protect your kids from everything, which sometimes means telling them things they need to hear in order to keep them safe. Things like, don't smoke and don't talk to strangers. But how many of us talk to our kids about gambling? Teen gambling can become an addiction, a pathway to other destructive behavior. Be aware of the warning signs. Have the gambling conversation with your kids. Need help? Visit PreventYouthGamblingNY.org to get started. Disguised within things like your family history, breast cancer can strike any time. But as the only high-risk breast program in the region, our bodyguards can spot danger before it reaches you. 
It all starts with a simple questionnaire to identify your early risks. Then our team can protect you from harm and bring you peace of mind. Visit claxtonhepburn.org bodyguard to complete your questionnaire. Because defending your tomorrow should start today. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. And just like that, the boys are shaking hands on the Carlisle Law Firm wrestling mat here tonight. Alongside me, Randy Morrison, we were just talking about kind of how the matches goes. Three periods, two minutes apiece. How, at the end of the match, does go the points, Randy? Well, at the end of the match, again, depending on what the final score of the individual match was, any any decision from zero points, well, it can't be zero, but from one to seven point margin, you will earn three points for your team. Eight points up to 14 points, you will you will garner four points for your team. And then if you win by a 15-point margin, which is called a tech fall, you will get five points for your team. And if you pin the wrestler, you will get six points for your team. And unfortunately, as we talked earlier, if there are forfeits, the team that has a wrestler to put on the mat to receive the forfeit, that team will also get six points for that forfeit. I feel like I'm with the Encyclopedia Britannica of wrestling when it comes. I mean, you have done it for a while. Now we're going to start to get into these matches. We, at the 195-pound weight class, have a forfeit. And now it looks like we're going into the 220-pound weight class. Cole McIntosh received a forfeit at 220 for Canton. And we talked about forfeits early, one at the 195, the 220. Now with the 285 pounds, is going to receive a forfeit. So Mr. Hamilton will go out and get his hand raised. In our next match, we'll start our action at 99 pounds. And just like that, Randy, what's the score on the Howland Pump Supply right now, scoreboard? It should Three be, forfeits. Should be, well, actually, we only had two forfeits because at 195 was a double forfeit, so neither, neither team will receive any points for that. So right now we're at the 99-pound weight class. We've got Braden Wall. And on, looks like we Aiden have Martinez. A, Mr. Martinez. Not sure too much about him. Braden Wall, I've seen him around for a while. So as far as experience level here, the edge goes to Wall. So right now they're tied up, as most wrestlers usually are in the match. Martinez looking for a, a little head knock. He's got a nice half Nelson right now. He has... He's got Braden in trouble. He just changed it up to a head-to-side cradle. He's got to get up off his toes. Braden's going to have to oh, So he got a two-takedown, got three near fall, and then Braden just got a two-reversal. So just like that, it should be 5-0, or 5-2, to two, excuse me. I don't see the points up on the board, but if I'm following Mr. Rob out there officiating, doing a nice job so far, it should be 5-2. to two. Braden's now working for his pinfall. He's got a nice tight waist, looking to get an arm bar in on the left-hand side. Bottom guy's doing a nice job of getting up to his base, kind of rolls through. That's kind of, you don't want to do that too much. I'm sure Coach Morrison will have a talk with him about that later, especially if he would have got caught mid-roll. The bottom guy's got to get to his base, work up. Can't reach back. That was cardinal rule. Now, well, we have potentially dangerous. So an official, his job is to make sure the wrestlers are safe as well as awarding points. So an official cannot allow a potentially dangerous hold or move to become an illegal. So right now we're coming over. Oh, he's going four to two. So we only gave him two near fall on that. Seemed like he was on his back four or five count. So if if a wrestler gets put into put to his back and he breaks a 45-degree plane, the ref gives him a two count. That's worth two points. 
if he counts to five, then the wrestler that put him on his back will get three points. So it looks like he only gave him two that time, so it's four to two instead of five to two. Started the match that period again. Again, Braden Wallace working for a tilt. He's down, so he has to work pretty hard. And he said the Martinez boy's young, so I don't think he knows how to just hang on to a two-point lead, nor do I think Coach Morrison wants him to. He can't keep reaching back, but that's what's going to happen. Braden jumped right on that half Nelson like he should, but he's got to get out to the side. It's harder to run a half Nelson when you're parallel. Now he comes outside. Nope. Got a one count. You see the ref move his hand. Just a one count. Bottom man needs to look away. Braden needs to come out to the side. It's hard to, you're staying back there. It's hard to pin him. Maybe looking for a tilly. He's got a nice re-grab going. He's got to push that elbow through, tuck his head. He might try to roll through with it. Canton's wrestling So, it looks like it is Canton's choice this match. So, Canton has choice top, bottom, and neutral. He defers. So, now it's Braden Wall's choice. So, Braden takes down. So, again, he wants to try to get an escape or get a reversal. If he can get a reversal, it's going to help his cause. He'll tie the match up. 4-4. Well, I mean, this match was almost over 25-30 seconds in. Braden did a great job for OFA with the reversal to get out of that near pin. Yep, so if he can't get out of the bottom here, if he gets tied up in another crate, we got a body lock. So, again, a body lock isn't illegal. It's not potentially dangerous. So, he, Braden's going to get a point right now. Rest going to let him keep going. So, there's one point for the body lock. Two reversal. He's got the can wrestler on his back in a deep half. He's teed off the way he should be. He's got to come back, get chest to chest. Now, there's the bonus points you're talking about. Right now, the team score is going to be 12 to 6. I have to go down and talk to the score ladies there because our team score right now still says 0 0, but actually it's 12 to 6 in favor of Canton. That's what we talked about earlier, those bonus points. If Canton's head to head matches, they've got to go out and get those pins. And, and, you know, it just it kind of like a lot of sports, but you, you can't always just look at the first minute of what happens because about the first. 30 seconds to a minute in that match. It seemed like the young man, Martinez from Canton, had it, but then doing a great job yep. coming from behind in that match. If you can weather the storm, because when they first come out there, they're a bunch of adrenaline junkies. They're all right and ready to go. So they can weather the storm. Now we have young Zoldorf boy and then Mr. McCarthy. It's a 106-pound weight class. So, again, the advantage would be to Mitch, just the experience level. The Zoldorf boys have been around for a while wrestling. The uh, young just came came up from the modified program last year. Again, they're tied up ear to ear, which neither coach would want to see him do that. We want to have some type of some type of angle, some type of advantage. And if we're ear to ear, both guys have the same exact thing. So they need to work on a setup. They're kind of no tie up right now, kind of wrestling from space. Mitch shoots in on a sweet single. Goldor, you see, I got a little rubber knee going. Got two takedown right now, so Mitch has to move up. He's got that ankle. The ref may start counting, which he probably blew the whistle a little bit too early. Not this year. The wrestling rules in the high school level, we can wrestle on that boundary a little more. I think he was just to play it safe. Blew the whistle so that he doesn't have either Bill Mitchell or Dylan Morrison hollering at him. Hey, they were in bounds or they were out. So he played that one safe. Again, Mitch picked an ankle, broke him down. We can get him broke down, then we can look for your cradles or bars or halves. He's chopping that arm right there. He's slid in a bar. Soldor's trying to work up to a base, doing a nice job. Got his hand in front of it. That bar's going to be hard to run now. Got his hand in front of him. He's still working for it, still working for it. 
still spinning him around. Pettis tried to get him flat on the mat. Now he may have the whoop. He was at the teetering point there, which is could go one way or the other, but still running that bar. Mitchell has he's ferocious with that bar. Trying to turn him over. Doing, a, doing a nice job. Goldor boy, Dennis, he's got to turn his head away and get that hip down, but I'm sure they're, they're hollering that to him on the other side. Mitchell's doing a very nice job with that bar. He has a one-on-one on the far side. they got to break him down, drive that shoulder into the ear. If the guy can keep spinning on his belly, he may do this for the whole period and not get a single point. So that's, that's a lot of energy. Driving him over. Yep, that's a lot of energy to be exerted by both wrestlers. I mean, you may say, I'm on top, yeah, but the other guy doesn't want to get turned, and you're using everything you have to try to turn him. So, so far, Zoldor's doing a nice job of not giving up any back points. Mitchell's has that bar. He should maybe come back, reset it, get his chest down a little bit, be able to draw that over. So, probably for the last 40 seconds, they were spinning around in the arm bar. So, just a little adjustments, I'm sure. Their second dual meet of the year, you know, they went to the Captain Bailey round robin, and got some good experience there. So as far as dual meets where you've got the Augsburg crowd cheering, you've got the Cannes crowd cheering, it's a little different atmosphere than going to a tournament. And that is the way to get ready. That Saranac tournament, you bring in some good grapplers. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. So right now, the uh, Mitchell chose down, I believe it's his choice. Nobody deferred, so he just went down. Soldor's on top, trying to break him down. Looks like he's got a body lock, but he's going to get called. The same thing happened the last period. So we probably should have let that go just a little bit more. Gave uh, Mitch another opportunity. So right now it's 3-0 with that body lock. So that's the second body lock in a row we've seen, and that'll happen with young wrestlers, especially if they feel overmatched. Grab onto something so that guy doesn't get away and score. Mitchell hits a nice switch, a nice re-switch by Zoldorf. Got to be careful again. He don't lock his hands. Got to work up the body. Oops, he got looking for a cradle. That seemed to be a thing that they're going to. Got the front head lock. Soldor's still in control, even though Mitch is on his feet. So he's bouncing him up. Man, very well coached in that aspect. Mitchell's got to get an angle. He's got to circle. There's one escape. So right now it's 4-0. to zero. Both wrestlers are on their feet. Again, feeling each other out, wrestling from space. I wouldn't be surprised to see another sweep single by Mitchell. But again, Zoldor takes a shot, working his knees forward. He's still driving, still driving. If the ref plays it like he did the last time, he might call out of bounds sooner. Old Zodorf's in on a nice single. He's got a knee walk. He's coming in. He cuts that to a double. Right now, he just got two takedowns. So we're four to two right now, one minute left in the second period. He's looking for that cradle. He locked his hands up. Oh, he's got, oh. He's close to back points. He rolls through on that cradle. Looks like Mitch is going to be able to pop his head out and get a reversal. Still has that head, still in control, even though it's there. The head pops out. Mitchell just got a reversal. It's 6-2. to two. So that was a good heads-up move by the Augensburg wrestler. Now he has Zoldor broken down. I bet that bar is going to come sliding in there again. It's hard to tell from our angle. He does have a one-on-one, which is nice. Take something away from him. Bumping his hips down, getting him flat. That's, that's what you want to do. So he's either looking for a half or a bar. I think that bar is sliding in there again. If he makes the adjustment, he's got 10 seconds left. May not be able to turn him. He's just going to hang on and see what happens for the third period. So we just want four minutes of wrestling. You think, oh, it's four minutes, right? Wait, you think a 15-minute coffee break is short? 
I'll tell you, it may be short, but that was four tough minutes so far here in this match. And honestly, at one point, McCarthy was on his back, looked to maybe be pinned for a couple seconds, and kept rolling and moving his body. And and all of a sudden, instead of points going towards can or a possible pin, McCarthy picked up points on the escape and is up 6-2 in the third period. So now they're back on their feet. So Zollendorf, the can, chose neutral. Maybe think they can get in on that double leg again. And again, conditioning's going to come in. He shoots in. Not a great shot, but he didn't have a great shot last time either. So if he can walk his knees up, no takedown yet. Actually, it looks like Mitch McCarthy's in the front headlock position, which is where he wants. Zodorov has a nice... Help that with a wizard. And again, the out-of-bounds. If we were watching a college match right now, they would have kept wrestling. As long as there's a fingertip inside that circle, they would continue to wrestle. Now, is that a fingertip inside the circle or fingertip on the paint of the circle? Actually, on the paint with the okay with a painted circle like this, yep. the circle is still inbound. You step on the other side of the circle, you're out. Some mats have a solid color on the middle, and once you step over that painted line, then you're out of bounds. But high school hasn't quite got evolved to that yet. You know, they've made some changes from last year to this year, which which is kind of getting there. But they don't want to, I guess, pull the trigger just yet. Make it the officiating a lot easier. There's a takedown from Mitch McCarthy. One minute left in the third period. So he's up 8-2. to two. We talked about bonus points. If he can get a turn, he'll have an eight-point margin. And he'll get secure another four points for the Blue Devils. We get the score up now. We've got 18-6, the team score. And the one thing I've learned in wrestling, you may be up 8-2 to two right now, but the other guy could win the match at any second. 43 seconds left in the third period. That's correct. And I, don't, I think the score's wrong, by the way. So I think... We did have a match at 99. I think we're at the 106. I can just confirm our weight we're at class. We're at 113 right now. So we did. We had, yes, we must, Martinez. Then we're at Zoldorf. So this is David, I think. We may, let me check the roster. So, yeah, so we may have gotten a forfeit at 106. So 18 to 6 is correct. I guess I didn't see that forfeit take place yeah. right away. So team score is correct. 13 seconds. We still has time to get, remember, it's only a two-slave to get two points, but. Zoldorf doing his job of not giving up any more team points. Looks like we're going to finish this match 8-2, to two, which will put the score 18-9 in favor of the Golden Bears. You can tell both wrestlers are a bit tired right now. I mean, wasn't for a lack of trying, Mitch trying to turn this for sure. No, that was a grueling match, and I just sit here and I, and I watch the match. I'm reminded just how much of a chess piece is out there. You know, you're not just going after the guy trying to get him to the mat. I mean, you're trying to think moves ahead, and that was a long match. I mean, most matches, obviously, they go three periods, two minutes, but that was grueling. Both wrestlers were going at it, but some big points put up on the board for the Blue Devils. Yep, and now it's like we have... Roger Downey wrestling for the Augensburg. And I think Brock Francis is wrestling for the Canton Golden Bears. So Brock Francis has a little experience from last year. Robert Downey, I think he's a young wrestler coming up this year, probably a ninth grader. He takes a nice shot in there. Brock doing a nice job of defending it. He's a circle spin. It's behind. That still has the leg. He's got a scoop. It should be a two-point two takedown. He does award two. So Brock Francis is up two to zero. Out of bounds. So that will start again. Mr. Downey will be on bottom. Robert Downey, huh? His last name not Junior, though, right? No, no. Jeez. <laughs> so takes a nice base. Brock's going to line up on the left-hand side. Nice stand-up. So we've seen 
two can wrestlers so far get called for body lock, there's a potentially dangerous head to leg in as they stood up. So if the top bottom guy keeps standing up every time the top guy puts a leg in, the ref could call him for stalling. He's trying to avoid the situation. So the easy way to do it is to stand up. It's actually Robert Downey the third. Is it the third? Okay. The third. And he's looking to get a third victory in a row here for the OFA Blue Devils. Yeah, that is correct. If he does, that'll be big for the team. He just tried to roll through. Brock oh. Francis caught him. He's giving up the back points right now. Yes, he is. He's swiping, looking for the pin. He should have still been counting even when he looked for that pin. So he's going to award three near fall. You got three near falls. The score is 5-0. Brock Francis has a nice half Nelson. He's driving. Whoops, got a we got one point, full Nelson. So, again, we had an illegal hold there, full Nelson. You can have a half Nelson, quarter Nelson, but you can't have a full Nelson. And, I mean, Robert Downey third was that close to being pinned, and that's the guts it takes. You, at oh, that yeah. point in time, can give up on him and say, the heck with it, you know, I've had enough, it looks like I'm out of it. Or you can fight and you can scrap, and you might lose in the end, but you got out of it at that moment. Yeah. It's funny when you look at wrestlers, Looking here, it looks like Robert Downey kind of has a little bigger build as far as muscular looks, and Brock's a little leaner. But in this sport, you can't look across and say, "Well, that he's a cupcake." Next thing you know, he's going to have you wadded up, and the match is over. So Robert's doing a nice job. Got a leg, trying to get off bottom. He could pass that over his head. Brock's got to get big. He's got to pick the near ankle. He's trying for a cradle. He can get it locked up. Maybe he sprawls hard, but it looks like he has a cradle, but it's hard to turn him if the guy still has your leg. He's looking up for some instructions. He's got that near ankle. He get a cross face, but Robert still has that leg, which is good for him. Right now he can look for an inside cradle. Looks like Brock might be able to turn him again. He's trying to get a half. Jumps to the other side. He's got a one-on-one and a half of his own. He's got to do I do either less looking at the clock or the coach and do a little bit more wrestling. So, I always like looking at the coaches and the guys sitting in the chairs to support. And they're wrestling right on the side, just like the kids are in the match. Someone wrestle side to side who I tricky led with. He, yeah. he is very passionate about the sport. You know, very great supporter of the Augsburg wrestling in general. But it's, it's fun to watch him. He can get pretty animated, that's for sure. So we started the second period neutral. Robertson on good shot. Brock's doing a nice job of defending again, similar to the start of the first period. He's got to push one of the hands off his leg, take it away, and then look for that quick spin behind. Still sprawling, doing a nice job. Robert's doing a good job. He's got to get his head one side or the other. Hard to finish something when your head's underneath. Looks like Brock came through. He's got a little hip toss, no control. He has a nice whizzer. Tried to step over it, out of bounds. So he probably probably shouldn't have called out of bounds because he had him almost in a near fall position. All the feet were out of bounds, and the shoulders were still in bounds. It would have been a pin. His head was in the middle, and the shoulders were out of bounds. Still a pin with, with the new rules. So they're back on their feet, 5-1. to one. Brock Francis in the lead. Almost tell a little fatigue in him, but Robert shoots in again on a nice shot. He might finish just to get two takedowns. Brock's got to bail out. He hasn't given anything up yet. Got to come back with a wizard, but robert got to get up on his toes and drive. He's got to get off his knees. Again, his head stuck underneath. It's a bad spot to be to finish a shot. Brock trying to spin behind. Does a nice job. Robert posts, so we can't spin behind. This is tough for both wrestlers. Top guy, he's just got to take care of one of those hands, spin behind. But 
Roberts got to get his head to one side or the other so he can finish that cut into a double, but both hands are off the mat. He's got a nice opportunity for his double now. Oh, got to be careful. A little spin around. It works, though. He gets two takedowns. We're at five to three. He's getting some back points. He may have had a two count. Now he had two reversals, just like that. Went from being on your back, giving up back points, to reversal. Now you're scoring your own back points. Trying to slide it into a headlock, kind of a Peterson headlock, so to speak. Not real conventional, but he's getting back points. It's working. Back in the old days, you see that line thinking, good, I'm out of bounds. I can't get pinned. So right now, we're 10 to 3. That was quite a bit of action right there. Went from takedown, putting him on his back, to reversal, putting him on his back. Coach Ledwood is going to speak this, talk to him. 10 to 5. So he didn't award those back points, or if he did, we didn't really get a, a quick update on the scoreboard. And that was a flurry of points. I oh, mean, I, you hurry. know, at once as it was five to three, now it's ten to five. Both. I mean, this is one of the more entertaining matches, I would say. I mean, how many times we've been close to pinning three or four times on each side of the fence in this match? Especially the lightweights. It's fun to watch them. Kind of like you know, yeah. they say ants pound for pounder, a lot stronger than elephant. But where do you go to the circus <laughs> or to watch the elephants, yeah. right? So. And yeah. this, this might come down to one of the bigger weight classes. Obviously not too heavy. So there's two takedowns for Kansan. He's got a nice one-on-one trying to throw a leg in. I'm not sure if the coach is really advising that, but got a nice power half going. Robert's doing a nice job of not flattening out. That was a quick stalemate, but we got 21 seconds into the third period. 12 to 5, that, that takedown in the third period. Robert's going to be down. And, I mean, you think about this going back to the first period. Uh, the young man, Robert Downey the third was really close to being pinned. He, he could have given up that oh, point. Absolutely. And he's now fought for another, a what, couple, four or five minutes. Yep. He's uh, popped off his back a couple times, which is, you know, some of that's the character that you have. Some kids, they get there and they'll just, all right, this is too hard to play. So he does get pinned this time. So our team score now is 24 to 9. And, uh, you know, some of the fatigue sets in. You can kind of see as they walk off the mat, the shoulder's a little slump. It's hard to fight off your back, you know, especially if you have the pride to fight off your back. But sometimes you just get put in a position where there's just no answer for it. But right now, we have a forfeit at 126 for Canton. That'll put them up to 30 to 9. And then it looks like we have Adam Colton getting ready to come out on the mat at 132 pounds. And I I'm think this sure. might be a forfeit too. We'll so coach doesn't have anyone to bump up that I know of. Yep. So the score now should be thirty to fifteen once the uh ladies at the head table take care of that. Thirty to fifteen and realistically only maybe four matches left here in this contest tonight. Again, just in case you're joining us, Christopher Spicer here alongside Randy Morrison. It is Boys High School Wrestling, your OFA Blue Devils on the road taking on Ken. We had to forfeit a couple matches earlier. We got down some points earlier. We won two matches in a row, but Canton brought Francis just bounced back. And now it is Ken 18, your Blue Devils 9 on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. And Randy, the 132-pound. Right now we have four fists. We're in the 138 with 38. We have Zach Roberts of Hogginsburg and Randy Clifford of Canton. They wrestled here. I watched them last year. I think it was the first match that my son coached at at the high school here. Zach in on a nice double leg. 
Still no points yet. Okay, Randy bails out, gives up the two takedown. Zach's going to try to look to put the legs in. Randy did a nice job last year of stealing them off, so he couldn't get it in there, but he's uh, broken down now. Zach won a match last year, first match at the States, and then the second match, he, uh, things didn't quite go his way. But, uh, you know, very strong, very physical. And, again, you look at Zach, built pretty well. Randy's tall and lean, but... Uh, Again, it only takes two seconds to lose a match uh, or like win a match. Paul and Lean gives you some wiggle room, too. Yeah, you get know? some leverage, yep. So Zach decided to cut him, so scores two to one. Feels very confident on his feet. Randy, knowing that, did a nice job, doubled down, tried to down block, couldn't get in on the legs. Got a tie up. He dives in, not a good spot to be. Nice front headlock for Zach. Try, oh, he hits a little cement mixer. He's got Randy on his back. This is pretty tight. This is a tough one. There's the pin, just like that. One minute, one second of the first period. So right now the score is 30 to 21. And like that, those bonus points that we talked about earlier coming right back. Yeah, I mean, and when you talk about it, he's got him and he's got him on oh, his back. I mean, tight. there is holds, but yep. that was tight. You could tell. And then right now it looks like we got Mr. Moran coming out, and he is going to wrestle, looks like, Gage Dean, I believe. Yep. Didn't look like Keenan. So this, this should be a, I would say, edge to Canton on this match, just based off some of last year's. But kids can improve from one year to the next. And sometimes it's in your head that, hey, I beat him up last year, and all of a sudden he comes out and tosses me. So we'll see. I could be wrong here, but. <clears throat> now, who's the for the Blue Devils? That is Chris Gage Dean. Gage Dean. Oh, Blue Devil, I'm sorry. Kristen Richardson. Mr. Moran, yes. So Dylan Moran right now is... Oh, Dylan, that's okay. So they actually substitute. Originally, Tristan yep. was going to expect him to maybe go up to 145, but they suited, uh, yep. all base up to Moran in. So Gage Dean has a nice head inside cradle. He has Dylan on his back. Now we have 27 seconds in the first period. Actually, 37 with the pin. So, again, some of that... Experience. I know Dylan is fairly inexperienced in the sport. Wrestled last year. I know that for a fact. But uh, it's it's not easy. You can see his disgust coming off the mat. But I'm sure he'll be at practice tomorrow, trying to get better, which is you know a good. Well, I hate to call things character builders because sometimes getting beat doesn't build a lot of character. But if you can come back, practice next day, try to get better, and uh, you know be a part of something that's you know positive, that'll be good for him. So. And your Blue Devils had just built the momentum. I mean, that's just how quickly things can change in the sport of wrestling. I mean, Blue Devils get the pin. They got the momentum. You're sensing maybe they could come back. And all of a sudden, that was a huge pin for oh, the team it right there for Dan Bear. 36-21. Once she gets her thing squared away, it'll be 36-21. Right now, we have Hunter Blava and Tristan Richardson. So my edge on this one would be the Blue Devils, just based off of watching them wrestle last year and some common opponents. Tristan did on a nice shot. Hunter hasn't given it up yet. Is this a 152? Yes, they bumped up at 52, yep. So we have two takedowns for Tristan. Doing a nice job bumping forward. Hunter's doing a nice job of getting his base back. Wouldn't be surprised, yep, Tristan's going to cut him. So it's two to one. So it worked well for Zach Robertson. The last match at the OFA Blue Devils won. Ended up taking him right from his feet to his back and a little cement mixer. Hunter's kind of keeping his distance. No tie-up. 
Not a very good shot by Tristan. Shot in with his head on the outside. Right now, Hunter's got that same position that Zach had earlier, but Tristan fights out of it. I'm guessing because he practices with Zach, so he kind of knew how to defend it. Tristan has a nice cow catch awake to call it. He's got Hunter right on his back. So two takedown. Puts it up four to one. He's getting some back points. It's a long time for Hunter to fight. We've got just under a minute. Kind of got to watch on that throw, but he's looking for those back points. Everything looks pretty good. Nice and legal. Got two near fall. Out of all that, he only gets two near fall. I'm kind of surprised, but hey, maybe can't count to five. I don't know. It's six to one right now. Yes, it is. So, again, looks like Tristan's in control. Hasn't cut him yet. Hunter Bob is up to his feet. Even though he's at his feet, Tristan is still in control. He's going to try that cow catcher again. He's got a half. He's got to snap him down quick, then try to throw him to his back. Hunter's holding his own. Don't let that hip tip over. Got to get his elbow down. Oh, nice job, Tristan, hipping into him. Got him on his back again. I think we're going to have a pin right here. The ref raised his hand once. Choking. He's good. He's got him by the chin. That's why he was almost a camp player. Almost looked like he was trying to tap his hand out. Well, he was. So he got three near fall out of that. If he got up front being injured. I believe that's the case. I don't believe that was a pin. Because he blew the whistle before the time was even up. So technically there should be a point left on the – second left on the clock. I'm not really sure. Maybe the official's that good he can anticipate the buzzer ball. <laughs> so in any event, we're nine to one right now. So Tr- Tristan in control of this match, and, and just real quick, Randy, like when Tristan normally wrestles in the one forty-five pound class, how difficult is it to, to bump up about seven pounds? Well, some kids are used to because they practice with heavier kids every day, and then you know this morning, who knows? You might have weighed in at one forty-five, you would have had to, or would have lighter. But then tonight, he could weigh 148 is the most he could weigh, and maybe the kid wrestling 152 only weighed 148. So there may not be as big a weight difference, but you wrestle with your practice partners, you get used to that extra weight on their feet. Nice little kind of a half of a lateral drop, trying to do an arm spin, but no points on that. Okay, so that was the first time, I think, in the three years we've been together broadcasting wrestling that I've felt like I've seen a kid try to tap to let the official know he's not doing well. Well, so what if, is the if you do tap, so right. at that point, the official had already had a five count, or even if he was at the point where he already had two, he would give an extra point for a cry out. He okay. wasn't really crying, but sometimes kids will do that. And you could get charged for an unsportsmanlike, too, because... You were getting pinned, and you used that to your advantage right, to get off okay. your back. So Tristan with another takedown. Got him on his back again. They're on the edge of the mat, but he has a lot of room to still get that pin. So right now it's 11-1. It's going to be 14-1 if Hunter can get to his belly. Tristan needs to jump to his right-hand side, sink that half, get chest to chest, drive him to his back. It's going to be hard to pin him in this position here. He's trying to push down on that shoulder, but... At this level, you have to finish things properly. Their hunter's almost to his belly, and now he's in a front headlock, or into a headlock position, excuse me, not a front headlock. 30 seconds still a long time to fight, but he needs to settle in on that, pick the head up off the mat. So Hunter's got that leg scoop. He comes rolls through. He might end up with a... That's three near fall. They would have had a little more space. Hunter could have had two reversal on that one. So he did a nice job of defending it. Unfortunately, he gave up three back points before that. 
So we're back in the center. Hunter's on bottom. 14 to 1. Tristan with 21 seconds left in the second. If he can get another two point tilt, this match is over when we have that tech ball we talked yep. about earlier. So Hunter's got to be, you know, keep working, not give up those cheap back points, so to speak. At this point, if you can just tilt them there for that two count, that's all you need to get your tech ball. So Hunter's got to turn in quick. Oh, turn right in. There's, right now, this, some people call this. Saved by the bell. Would have been a tech pin. So you got to tune your fall. The match is over at 16 to 1. Tristan Richardson is the winner by technical fall. And now the score is 36 to 26. So I believe what we've got is probably two matches left in the 160 pound and 170 pound weight class. So it is possible the Blue Devils could maybe come back. I mean, it's still on the line. You got to give them credit. Uh, I, I think still that key match, uh, Brock Francis, one of the key oh, matches absolutely. for the yeah. Bears. He helped, he helped their cause out for sure. And and then the, the second to last match for the Bears where after we pinned, they came right back in and pinned one of our wrestlers. Yep. And had they not ran out of time, Augensburg could have got another point with a pin because just because they're in the, the back point or the near fall criteria, you, you don't award the points so the other gentleman rolls to his belly or, you know, the end of the period. So... He could have had what we called a tech pin, so he had teched him, plus he pinned him. So right now we have Keenan LaBeouf Davis and Mitchell Breno wrestling right now. Breno from Augensburg, LaBeouf Davis from Keenan. Looks like Mitchell Breno might have a little bit of weight advantage on this. I'm not going to check out the weight class. Keenan's almost in on a takedown. Boy, they're scrapping at it pretty good. Mitchell's looking for that patented Ricky Ledwitz head and arm, a little headlock action, but... And I do. If he I, can put her mate to his back. Hey, I look over at the Blue Devil fans. Yeah, and, and you look over at the Blue Devil fans, and, and you see one of them in a good way, kind of bebopping, moving, kind yeah, of sliding making back the moves in the head. You know? Again, they're tying up. I think Mitchell's looking for a big move. Well, I, I guess don't think risk or reward, hey, right? Yeah, no risk, no reward. That's for sure. Right now. If you're down, you're still going to be down. But if you get a pin right there, Mitchell Breno got tossed in a headlock that he was trying earlier. Still no points yet. Keenan LaBeouf Davis doesn't quite have it settled in. He has to be careful. Mitchell pops his head out, comes out the back. He's going to get two takedowns. So wisely, Keenan lets go to get back to their feet. No points on the board. So he has to finish that headlock a little, a little sooner. But we'll think they're both headhunters here. I'm going to guess someone's going to get taken down in the headlock. So we have a blood time. So as in any any sport, blood is a big issue. So in wrestling, there's five minutes is the max you get for blood time. So once Coach Ledwood's coming over to clean it up, once they can stop that bleeding, they'll stop the blood clock. They don't charge them for the cleanup part because they could get messy. If not, five minutes could go in a hurry when it comes to blood time. So five minutes for blood time. Injury clock, someone gets injured, it's a minute and a half. And the thing about injury, the guy that went, that was injured or maybe faked that injury, when he comes back, the other guy has choice. So a lot of times they do that to distract kids from, you know, taking a, they like to call it the right. whirly bird. Yep. yep. Give me a timeout so I can get a breather. And they got cleaned up quick because they're right back in the action. Yes, they are. 27 seconds they're, they're both trying to throw each other. Looking to, wow, Keenan. Drew Mitchell to his back. 
He's got to settle that in. Mitchell is waiting for all he's got. He's got that head out. He's going to get it. Looks like he's holding two back points. Settles it back in. That's kind of a tight headlock. It's hard to tell. Oh, he's got it. You know, he's got to spin behind and get his back points. Awards three near fall over at the end of the first period. So both guys are looking for that big move. You know, Keenan doesn't really need it. Mitchell does, but maybe that's what Keenan has in his arsenal. If I can throw him to his back, that's going to be advantage me. And right now, again, if you're just joining us, Christopher Spicer, along with Randy Morrison, bringing the play-by-play of boys high school wrestling tonight. Your Blue Devils currently on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard, trail by 10, 36-26. We expect just two matches left. So if the Blue Devils do want to win, not putting it on the shoulders in the sense of the young man, but just talking about the facts, Brent well, is going to have to come back in oh, this he, match. Yep, he's going to have especially with the next couple matches. You know, they have Gavin Thornton as their last wrestler for Ken, so any you know, he said defending your exclusive home for Major League Baseball. Score right now in the next couple matches leading up to that advantage, Augsburg. So the blood part's all cleaned up again. Looks like he has a cut on his cheek, which unless he has some liquid Band-Aid, it's kind of hard to hard to patch that up. So it looks like Keenan LaBeouf chose top starting of the second period here. Lines up on the right hand side. Ref gives him a little adjustment on the hand. Got to have one hand on the belly button, the other hand on the elbow. Just like that, Mitchell Breno swings down, high legs him over. He's getting back points plus his reversal. He might get the pin. It looks pretty close right here. Mitchell's got to settle back. He's a little bit high. There's a pin. Wow. Just like that. That's huge. We're 36-33. So, nice job. Wing down, high leg over. It's a much improved Mitchell Breno. That'll take... He didn't have a lot of success last year. No. Memory cracks. Yeah, so he was uh, a little under 500 for yep. his record. For so he, uh, he, uh, nice job by him. Looks like he's matured physically. And I'll tell you what. I mean, how about it? You score a touchdown early in the season in football in the carrier dome. Yeah. And then we get into winter in December, and you're getting a win on the wrestling mat. It's a big win for the Blue Devils oh, to keep them in this match. So right now we have, I'm going to pull up my sheet here quick. Looks like we have Blake Hall right now wrestling for Augensburg. And for Canton. Oh, Brandon, Brandon McRae, yeah. Mercat, as they like to call him. So Blake hasn't quite finished that takedown. He was in there nice. McRae did a nice job of defending it. Has the leg. Got to build up to a base. He's going to give up that takedown. So two points takedown for Blake. Brandon is trying to work on his stand up. It's hard to throw a half on the far side. He's trying to get a half in the bar, but it's not quite working. Jumps back to the other side. Nice job by Blake. Trying to throw the boots in right now. Brandon does not want that arm to go behind Blake's head, and unfortunately it did. Right now there's no back point. If he was on his elbows, that's an illegal headlock right there. So he had his hands wrapped around the head, around the neck, without an arm encircled. If he would have had him in criteria in a guillotine position, which he was almost in, then that headlock would have been legal, but he would have had to have the count so that they were in criteria. So it's like that. It should be two to one as soon as the ladies put the score up on the board. Again, Blake Hall with the advantage right now. And unfortunately, what I think I just put together, Canton 36, OFA 32 on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard, but when you're talking about that next weight class of being the 182, 
uh, a tough wrestler for the Canton Bears. Our biggest guy, I don't think, is here tonight for OFA, Engage Austin. So that could be an automatic forfeit. Absolutely. And with that, the Canton Bears with the win tonight. That is true. I did see his name on there, but no way in next to it. So, unfortunately. But like you said, I mean, he's a Section 10 champion. Oh, yeah. So chances are McKinley is going to win his match anyways. But a very valiant effort by the Blue Devils. They did what they, they had to do. They even have a piece in this match oh, tonight. So they were... He can I, mean, come I think away they got you. one or two wins that they maybe didn't expect tonight. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he said, Mitch Breno, nice job. Blake yeah. Powell's doing a nice job. Looking for the half. Trying to thread the needle, get that arm. He could get inside that arm and punch it across the back. Green has got to get his hand back to the mat. He's getting back points again. He's got to walk that arm out. So he should be inside that arm. There, he's trying to work at it now. He can... Fish that arm through there and walk it out. He's going to get some back points again. Probably holding two back points right now. See if the ref starts counting. Yep, count again. The only two, I heard him count to four, so he's still just holding two near fall. There, he should be holding three near fall right now, which he is. See his signal on the mat. He's still looking for the pin right now. we got six seconds left. He might escape this period without getting pinned. So it's going to be five to zero. Actually, it should be five to one. So if he had an illegal headlock, maybe he didn't call the headlock. Maybe there was bleeding. That's why he stopped it. But he did have an illegal headlock in that position because they were not in criteria. So I'd like to talk to Rob about that and see if he didn't see it, just to get some clarification on that. So... We know you will. Yeah, well, if I don't, I'm sure my son will. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's five. Actually, there's the one point now. So it is five to one. Just our scorekeepers are behind just a hair, but they do have the points on there. Starting the second period. Blake Hall is on bottom. Brandon McCray has an arm. It's tough to work back up. Well, now he lets go of it. I'm not sure why. He's trying to work for a half Nelson. Blake's getting to his feet. Brandon's going to have to try to mat return, bring him back. It's Yep, whoa, nice little inside roll by Blake Hall. Almost he does get the reversal. Brandon McCray is on his back once again. Again, if Blake could walk there, if he can walk that arm out, you don't want to lock your hands because if you're laying on your hands, it's going to be hard to pin him. Brandon is rolling this way. I can see his shoulder from here. He must be part double jointed or a lot stronger than he looks because that's for sure. So, he's doing a good, great job of fighting off his back. Blake just has to make a couple little adjustments to that. He needs to get chest to chest, get on his toes. It's hard to pin him like that. So now you're just putting him right on top of your arm. Can't pin him with your arms under there. Again, Blake, if he could just come out, get perpendicular. If he can't get that leg out, advantage Brandon right now. Let's see how much intestinal fortitude, so to speak, Brandon has. Oh, he's coming through. He's possibly rolling. If he can throw a half of his own, just like that, from his back, gets a reversal. Got that re-grab again, holding on to it. He's got to switch up and try to turn him somehow. Looking for a turf ride. He's got that inside leg lifted. Doesn't know what he's doing out there. He's just got to start putting things together. Who knows? Maybe he's a third-period wrestler. Might come out like a ball of fire. Let Blake you know, spend all his gas tank in the first two <laughs> periods. And right now, Blake's head's on the mat. That's not a good sign. That means you're tired. 
So Brandon can get a half in there. He's got four seconds left. So he's going to come out. He's down seven to three. Or we can say Blake Hall is up seven to three for the Blue Devils. Third period. And like you say, Blake getting up very, very slowly right now. And you know, it's amazing how quick two minutes can go by in life, but how long it can last, too. Oh, yeah. Well, especially if you're you're like a bastard a while. You're looking up the clock, yeah. So, I want to say it's Blake's choice, but nope. So, we go into the third period, two minutes, and it is 10 to 3 right now, the Blue Devils in this match. They're a little. Okay, so it looks like Brandon is going to take top. Let's see he has confidence that he can turn him this time. Maybe they gave him some gave him some advice. He's gonna not sure what he was doing there. I thought he was gonna tell him he's gonna let him go. Looks like he might get that re grab. He doesn't wanna have a body lock. He might end up with a tilt. Oh he's got a body lock unfortunately. His hand was over top of his own hand, even though he had Blake's wrist trap. The ref should stop it now. The guy's on his belly. One point to Blake. Gives it 11 to 3. So right now, there's a major decision for the Augensburg Blue Devils. Again, Blake looks a little tired, but he's weathering the storm right now. He's got a minute 41 left in the third period. Let's see what Brandon I mean, We McCray. could come down to those two points earlier. Yeah, several, several matches ago where... We didn't get the technical fall. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Went in by 14 points. Yep. That close. And right now, oh, Blake hits a nice roll, gets a reversal, has Brandon on his back again. Looks like he might have that arm under the shoulder. Maybe he's got it out enough to get the pin. Rest, he's got the very good vantage point. Oh, he's going to slip in double grace. But again, he got parallel, which is not good because here comes Brandon McCray almost rolling out. Nice adjustment by Blake. Again, he's got a tee off. Can't stay parallel. Last time that happened to him, he held him there for 30 seconds and ended up getting rolled to his back. So, Brandon comes this way quick. That's not good. Brandon has him on his back right now. Two reversal. After giving up three near fall, he's got to get a half Nelson in there. He's getting back points, but that's not going to help the cause. He's got to get a pin. He's down by too much. So three near fall, 16 to eight. He's got to throw a half in there. He's got a half right now. Blake, like I said, heads on the mat, looking tired. A lot of time left, 32 seconds. Nice job by Blake. No, he looked like he was going to get pinned for a second, and he got out of it. I wouldn't be surprised if Blake hits another patented roll that he's been hitting the last couple times for his reversal. Getting up to his feet. Brandon's got to bring him back to the mat. Carefully doesn't get another body lock. There's trying another roll. He's got to throw a half, but credit to Blake. When he comes back to the mat, he bellied out. He doesn't want to give up any more back points. Doesn't want to give up the fin. He knows he's ahead. And right there, we have a nine-point decision. So 36-36. We got a tie match right now, and unfortunately, we just don't have enough, uh, you know, horses. So Gavin's gonna pick up the pick up the forfeit. It'll be 42-36. Canton Golden Bears. And it looks like we may have an exhibition match following here. Yeah, we do have one modified exhibition match, and that will all of a sudden lead us into our Mort Backus and Sons post game show. I know, Randy, you are a wrestler. I call the facts like the facts. You call it like it is too. So let's discuss this. 
I think OFA's got to feel like they had a ton of success tonight on the road. Oh, Even though they lost on the scoreboard, I feel like they kind of did win tonight. Yep. So when you take a go look back, they gave up those 12 points to start the matchup. So that's three, they four, had some bodies in points. There. Absolutely. So I don't know if they, I don't think they have anyone at at those weights. There was no names on the weigh-in sheets, which is unfortunate. You know, even we are small schools, but a lot of times you got to find. 15 kids to fill those 15 weight classes. Hopefully, we have a lot more than now with kids in the in the wrestling room, but it's important to fill those weight classes. And just, you know, real quickly with the OFA Blue Devils, the 36 points they got tonight was way back early on. Braden Wall, he won his match. Mitchell McCarthy uh, won his match. And, and that's when kind of things turn around in favor of the Cant Bears because Brock Francis got a big pin. Yep. Uh, and then eventually, you know, we did get a forfeit. up a forfeit, yep. And, and then, then it was OFAs with that. And that's where we started to build the momentum. Zachary Roberts, we got a pin. And that's what we talked uh, about early. They could pick up a win down below the Canton yep. Golden Bears. That was their only chance, even though they were giving up. And, and just mean, like that, yeah, I mean, the Blue Devils were back in it. And, and before you know it, the Canton Bears come out, and they get a pin within 30 seconds, and they got the momentum right back in their cool. favor. They said Tristan Richardson and yep. Zach Roberts. Picked up the points they needed. Had, had Tristan had a little more time, he may have gotten the pin point, which would have added another point to the uh, the final score for Augensburg. But and then and then you know that was eventually followed by uh, tonight. I mean, like you said, much improved from last year. Great match by Mitchell well, Benner. Huge points for the OFA team. Yeah, their heavier weights did a very nice job. Like you said, I look back here and I think without getting too crazy on some of the. Uh, the wins for some of those guys, you know, if you're there and you're a body, you're getting forfeits. So those are wins, but but if you don't have someone there tonight, it showed. Then they're giving the forfeits up to someone else. So, yep. and then a good match at the end for the Blue Devils oh, by by Blake. I mean that that was a, a match where he was tired at the end, but I gotta keep going, and he did. Yeah, and again, he picked up a major decision out of that. So, you know, credit to him. I don't think I think he's only been wrestling a couple of years himself. He's fairly new to the sport. You know, some of these kids like you know. Braden Wall and Zach Roberts when he was Tristan Richardson when they were five six years old I remember them coming all the way up through and some of the names you just recognize I called them the peewee tournaments now I've called their names at high school and next thing you know we're looking in the paper they're getting married so but uh wow you're dating yourself yeah I am yeah I thought you were turning 25 that's what you said in pregame yeah, yeah. well I said double that so and, and then a couple with three years experience but maybe I was a wrestling state champion uh 45 years ago am I close it's 84. So, yeah. 84. Yep. Section 3. Absolutely. Wrestle for well, what weight yeah. pound class? 250. Wow. Yep. And what was the score of that match? Um, I ended up pinning him. Really? Yep. yep. Wow. It was like 11 to 5 or 11 to 6 at the time that I pinned him. But yeah. Yep. So, it was it was great. Had a great coaching staff. Coach Neil Albo in the Hall of Fame. High school, or the New York State and the National. And then uh, our assistant coach, who was Pretty big man himself. He was second place in the states. Lost to eventual Olympic champ Jeff Flatnick in the final. So he, uh, you know, did a lot of great things to help me along the way. And it's uh, go to Governor to well, start yeah, coaching yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of by it's accident, it's so to way speak. Down the ladder, yeah. And uh, Lacey Jones is a you know New York State Hall of Famer, National Hall yeah. of Famer. So it's kind of nice to learn from one and kind of take over what what the other gentleman had uh, built at Governor. 
after he left Augensburg. That's where he started. Yeah. Well, I know what it's like to learn in the sport of wrestling because I didn't know this sport very well several years ago, but uh, you have helped me out tremendously. Well, I think it's great that we can do this for the fans. You know, if you're down in Pennsylvania, they say you can, as long as you got rabbit ears on your TV, you're going to pick up a high school oh, wrestling yeah, match I'm, every week. So yeah. radio, you know, there's... Hey, plus two now. We we stream our our sporting events Which I'm at glad you do because, Yeah, because I picked up you know a lot of the OFA football games, following them yeah. through the state championships, listening to it on the radio, and yeah. And uh, of course, Coach Tesmer helped me. Yeah, coaching when I first started yeah. at Governor. So funny yeah. how 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 small it is. Oh, absolutely. Huh? Yep. Well, yeah. I, I want to thank you personally for coming tonight. I oh, know you coming pleasure. over from Governor to do this is a task, and we're going to see each other again, I think, want to say, toward the end of January or so, yeah, I believe that, when yeah. the Blue Devils travel to Governor, which is going to be a tumultuous task. But you and I will have a good time. We'll evaluate things, and we'll see how things uh, are going to head forward into the well, Section 10 Championship. I travel by anywhere for wrestling. I had a guy say, you probably, <laughs> I could probably see you down in Oxbow, New York, watching two kids wrestle on the front lawn. So, but, yeah, I... Just when you love it, you love it. When you have a passion, you have you know that passion. And again, thank you very much. I want to thank Bill back at the stations. And you know, in the end, it was the Canton Bears that won the match tonight here at Canton Central School over your old paid Blue Devils. But a great crowd showing by your Blue Devils. They don't get on the bus tonight, I believe, with their heads hanging down. No, absolutely not. I mean, like I said, you look at that and say, okay, we take twelve points away from those forfeits. We won thirty-six thirty. So. You know, it gives them some incentive to get back in the room, work hard again. Um, I'm not sure what they have this weekend, but the following weekend they have the North Country Invitational at Indian River, and, you know, Zach and Tristan will have some good competition there, as well as the rest of the wrestlers, but some the competition that those top kids need. Like I said, Zach won a match at the States last year. Why not get on the podium this year? No, you know? absolutely, and work hard they will because that's what they have to do during the wrestling season. Again, thank you, Phil, back the stations, Randy, for joining us here tonight. It is the Canton Bears in the end, 42, your OFA Blue Devils, 36 on that wrestling Howland Pump Supply scoreboard, and you heard it right here on the North Country Sports Authority. Over 20 million Americans have problems with substance abuse, many right here in our North Country communities. It's time to stop the denial and do something about it. It's time to stomp out the stigma. On the road to recovery, you don't have to do it alone. Help is a confidential phone call away at 535-1325. A free service from Community Health Center of the North Country. There's always restaurants where the parking lot for lunch or dinner is packed way more than other places. Why? Because people like the food and atmosphere better. It's that simple. And man, does Buster's pack the parking lot for lunch and dinner. A variety of foods, the area's best salad bar, homemade desserts, and drink specials. Buster's in Ogdensburg and Canton. Too good to have just one. Hey guys, this is Lori. And Terry. And from our staff at Buster's. A special thank you to all our American and Canadian customers. Wishing you a safe and happy holiday season was the night of misery when all through the house the furnace had broke the pipes froze poor wife and her kerchief and me and my cold toes when out in the driveway came such a welcome clatter it was jms mechanical my wife called and that's all that mattered on mike to the furnace on larry to the pipes i knew soon enough much warm winter nights down the driveway they drove exclaiming for problems with plumbing or heating and emergencies and to save dough called jms mechanical serving all of st lawrence county the place to go 
If you've been hurt in a car accident, call the lawyers at the Carlisle Law Firm. We can help you get the answers that you need. Don't try to handle it yourself. For almost 60 years, the lawyers at the Carlisle Law Firm have been fighting to represent the folks who are injured in the North Country, getting them the medical care they need and money they deserve for injuries they've sustained through other people's negligence. Two convenient locations to serve you better, 602 State Street in Augensburg and 215 Washington Street in Watertown. At the Carlisle Law Firm, we work hard for hardworking people. Before I was J-Lo, I found my second home here at the Boys and Girls Club. Daniel coaches baseball at the club. But he's also coaching kids and teens to reach their full potential. Phyllis teaches kids how to make healthy snacks, but she's also teaching them a recipe for success. At the club, kids and teens learn new skills in our STEM labs. Let's design a code that will teach me a dance move. But really, they're learning to engineer their future. Our trained youth development professionals use club activities to mentor, to make a connection, and to teach them they can. At the Boys and Girls Club, it's not just about being on stage. It's about helping kids walk across it. Announcing our graduating class. Larry Maldonado taught me how to dance at the Boys and Girls Club. But that's not why I made it. I made it because he taught me I can. I'm Jennifer Lopez, national spokesperson for Boys and Girls Clubs. Great futures start here. Where is that perfect place you can go to have a great dinner and celebrate with family and friends over the holidays? Where do others go? The Grandview Restaurant. Enjoy the atmosphere as soon as you step through their doors with the wood-burning fireplace right there and another fireplace right in the dining room. The Grandview offers an exquisite menu and wine list, different specials every night, so whether it's to say thank you, a gift, or just to get together, make your reservations this holiday season at the Grandview Restaurant, Route 37 in Ogdensburg. Where's that perfect place for you and your family to stay? Where are others staying? The Inn at the Grandview, Ascend Hotel Collection by Choice Hotels International. Makes a lot of sense to stay there. The Ottawa Airport is an hour away, tops. The Ogdensburg Airport is only five minutes away. And the bridge to Canada, about the same. Free continental breakfast. Enjoy the beautiful view of the river right from your room. Did I mention the Inn at Grandview was presented with the Gold Award by Choice Hotels International. Make your next reservation with the Inn at the Grandview, Route 37, Ogdensburg. Bring in your gifts anytime, from toys to clothes to fragile items. The experts at the UPS store in Ogdensburg are trained in advanced packing techniques, ready to handle all your holiday shipping and get it there safe and sound. Best part? They offer the pack and ship guarantee. If something should go amiss, you will get reimbursed for the item's value as well as the packaging and shipping costs. Stop in today and get your gifts on the way. The UPS store in Ogdensburg is just minutes from the bridge in the Price Chopper Plaza. Thank you for listening to High School Sports on the North Country Sports Authority ESPN 1400 AM with Chris Spicer. Follow High School Sports all season long right here at ESPN 1400 AM.